Hello, FPL managers. Welcome to episode 31 of the FPL Optimized podcast. This is the podcast in which we combine analytics with the good old eye test. I am Bas, the casual manager, and my co-host is Sirtop, the data scientist. Data or grass or data and grass? That's the question. It's great to be back again. It feels like it was only yesterday when we recorded the previous episode with our guest Alistair, who shared his insights on any potential double and blank game weeks, and we discussed different chip strategies. I hope you enjoyed it. Today, we can more concretely look ahead to double game week 22, as the deadline is just a few days away now. Don't forget, it's a Friday evening deadline this week. It will be tempting for many managers to push that triple captain button, I'm sure of it. But let's discuss today whether that's a good idea or not. We'll also look at some Twitter questions we received. And let's not forget that it's the end of the transfer window today. So that's something we should consider as well. For example, with Cancelo and probably, or not probably, it's actually sure now, also Dorothy moving to clubs abroad. FPL is losing two popular options. Did you own any of them, Sirtop? I don't have any of them, but I had Cancelo earlier in the season. I didn't get him after World Cup, if mm. I recall correctly. But to be honest, I'm surprised how fast he has fallen from grace. It's yeah. very interesting. I mean, he was the nailed city defender. But how about you? Do you have any of them in your team? Uh, well, yeah, first about Cancelo, indeed. I mean, he was a favorite eh, for a very long time. Very long and, time. And, yeah. uh, indeed, it, it, things change very fast. Mm -hmm. I didn't have him anymore, same like you. I didn't take him back after the World Cup. But I do have Doherty. I took him uh, back in the team a few weeks ago for the, the Spurs double game week, uh, which is now easy to say was a mistake. <laughs> uh, but yeah, for this week, I was planning to bench him anyway because Spurs are playing against City. So it's not an issue I need to immediately deal with. But yeah, it will be, of course, a transfer out in a week uh, to come. Mm -hmm. um, all right. Well, we talked about triple captaincy chip already last week. I mentioned I was quite sure to use it as, um, yeah, I was thinking it's a good option with, with Man United and Rashford. And I'm still thinking the same. I think you were less convinced, though. Did anything change since then? And if you do use it or are planning to use it, would it be on Rashford? That's a question for me. And there's also actually a question we received on Twitter from FPL Composer. And actually also not just from him, but also from Effe, if I pronounce that correctly, and mm -hmm. from Rob Lyrics. So it seems it's the million-dollar question for this week. Is, is it time to triple captain or not? Let's mm -hmm. tackle this one straight away. Yeah, sure. Did anything change since, since then? I'm seriously considering it. <laughs> I think Rashford especially is a very good pick for, for, for the triple captainship. Mm -hmm. So I always thought Holland in game week 23 has more expected value compared to Rashford this game week. But... Yeah. So I checked this morning and I saw Rashford having higher EV and oh. then I set them to equal minutes to see if there's any difference. But then if you set them to equal minutes, uh, you get almost the same expected value. So I right. mean, in terms of model, there's almost no difference between whether you triple Captain Holland next week or triple Captain Rashford this week. Mm. So, I mean, I'm tempted a little bit 
but I'm still leaning towards not using it. I mean, so it boils down to essentially whether you are well, like an optimist <laughs> hoping that you will get a better double in the future yeah. or not. And yeah. I, I don't know. I feel like I'm hopeful that we will get a better double at one point in future game weeks, but yeah, that's yeah. something I will decide toward, towards the deadline. I, I might okay. use it. How about you? And do you have like an Arsenal double in, in mind? What, what Alistair mentioned last week? Yeah, so yeah. Essentially, Arsenal will be the alternative to using triple captain on Rashford this yeah. game week. So they might get a dub- good double. So that's yeah. essentially what I think. Yeah, I'm just thinking that for other, any future double game weeks, you know, I still have my bench boost. Um, and also potentially a free hit. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I just I think I'm fine with using my triple captaincy kit, uh, chip now. At least that's what I'm thinking now. Um, do you think Bruno Fernandes is also an option? How is he looking EV wise? He's also an option. I mean, in models, uh, Rashford is clearly ahead. So okay. he's one EV ahead in market odds and 0.5 in massive data model. I mean, 0.5, you might argue that it's not a big difference between the two players. Mm-hmm. So it roughly means that if you run 100 scenarios, Rashford will have higher EV in almost like 60% of scenarios. And in 40%, it will be Fernandez. So okay. it's not 50-50, it, no. so it kind of favors Rashford a little bit more, but it doesn't yeah. mean that Fernandez won't get more points. I, I yeah. think both are good options, but I mean, from an analytical point of view, Rashford is a better option. Yeah, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. All right, thanks for covering those different options. And yeah, I also agree, Haaland, double game week 23 sounds tempting, because of course it is Haaland. But for me, you know, the two upcoming Man United fixtures uh, at home, you know, considering their current home form, also considering Rashford's form, it's just too difficult to ignore. So, yeah, as I said last week, it's it's I'm, I'm 90% sure to use it. Okay, I have a question um, here. Okay. So, have you watched Rashford in last games? Like, yes. When you yes. are saying this, okay, I, I was wondering if your eye test is playing a role in this decision or is it? Mainly yeah. by the results. Well, you know, he just scores so easily. And I think that's always, <laughs> you know, yeah, you can debate about what form means. It's it's really difficult to define it, I would say. But if you see in consecutive game weeks that players are scoring so easily, it means mm-hmm. that, yeah, they have confidence and uh, maybe luck is at their side if you, if you believe in that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's just looking good. My only concern is a little bit maybe in, in injury risk. Not that... There are any signs to that, but you know we've seen that he in previous games also at some moments. Yeah, he's of course uh, he's getting tackled a lot. He's making a lot of sprints, so it's quite easy at some point to to get to get injured, like like a muscle injury or something like that. But yeah, you know that can always happen, and there's always the risk, of course, with triple captaining in a double game week. You're counting on two weeks, but there's always something that could, could go wrong, or player could get benched. But you know. Looking at what we know now, as I said, two home mm-hmm. games, relatively easy opponents, uh, great home form. Uh, Rashford is also in form. Yeah, for me, uh, I don't want to make it more complicated than that. I think I'll, yeah, uh, I'll just go for it. <laughs> yep, yep. I, I totally understand. 
All right, so I think that means the triple captain uh, question is out of the way right at the start of this podcast. So that's uh, that, that's that's good. Um, let's now take a look at the updated optimal team for the week. Um, and again, we're answering a question with this we received from Twitter. This one was from Kang Football. Uh, he wanted to know how a wild card draft could look like, and in other words, uh, mm-hmm. this means we should look at the optimized team. So over to you, Sir Top. Mm-hmm. So I used FPR Review's premium model. Uh, this time I used 0.9 DK, a fixed uh, bench goalkeeper and a fixed bench player. And mm-hmm. no transfer allowed optimal gives uh, Ederson in goal, Gabriel, Shaw and Martinez. So double match United defense here. Okay. And in midfield we have Odegaard, Saka, Rodrigo, yeah. Salah, Rashford. And Rashford yeah. is also the captain this week. And Darwin and Holland in forward. And in okay. bench we have Ward, Alexander Arnold, Alex Moreno, and Greenwood. And Greenwood okay. is the fixed uh, bench player here. Yeah. Um, so, but I also wanted to test something. I mean, as you see, Salah always appears in the optimal team. So I was just wondering if I allow transfers to be made, will okay. the model prefer Fernandez instead? And surely enough, it it prefers so. Oh, if we okay. allow transfers, the optimal team is Meslier in goal and Gabriel Shaw Trippia in defense. Odegaard mm-hmm. Saka, same. Rodrigo, Fernandez, and Rashford. And then we okay. have Darwin and Haaland. So as you see, goalkeeper changes and also yeah. it replaces Salah with Fernandez. And also in the bench, we we also have Ake um, ah, instead of Moreno. Okay. So yeah. in this plan, it keeps Ake... Uh, until game week 26 um, and then it sells him and model ke- solver keeps Fernandez for three game weeks 22, 23, right. 24 and then replaces yeah. him with Salah so this yeah. one is a little bit more like fluid in terms of uh, the squad but then you are kind of like scheduling so many transfers that I mean it might be off-putting for some people yeah yeah it is a good one it's also interesting that Man United will play twice against Leeds, right? They play them in game week 22 at home and then game week 23 away. Mm-hmm. Um, and while we talked about it last week, a popular move for many people will be either Salah or KDB out this week for Fernandez. Mm-hmm. And then next week, take probably KDB back for the Man City double. But I think you could actually keep Fernandez because, again, they will play Leeds. And, uh, well, Leeds is a good team, but they also concede quite a lot of goals. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think it could be a good game, again, for Man United players. Yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah, Fernandez is very popular. 474,000 people have already transferred Fernandez yeah. in. So, it will, yeah. be, it will be painful for us if we don't get him. <laughs> no, I'm planning to get him. I'm just waiting. There's still a game tomorrow for the, the Carabao Cup. Mm-hmm. So I think some players will be rested as Man United, they already won 3-0, so I think they can afford it to, mm-hmm. to put some players on the bench. But still, I don't want to take any risk, so I want to wait till the game is over, yeah. make sure nobody gets injured, and then make the make the transfer. Yeah. Same for you? Yeah, I will. I'm just waiting towards the deadline. Yeah. I don't want to use my transfer oh. early. Okay. So, yeah, it's interesting that the wildcard team, or let's say the optimal team, 
doesn't include more Newcastle players. As I think the popular template at the moment is to have like two Newcastle defenders. Mm-hmm. Um, so it doesn't seem to be the case if we look at future game weeks. It doesn't seem to be optimal anymore. So I think the reason is game week 25 mainly. Okay. Uh, so the solver just trying to avoid the, their blank on game week 25. All right. Yeah. Good and point. So they also, so in game week 24, they play against Liverpool. I mean, you can argue that Liverpool uh, is yeah. not, not so good anymore, but they <laughs> play Liverpool, then a blank in 25, and then Manchester City in 26. So that schedule is so tough. They won't probably keep uh, clean shit. At yeah. least in one of those games, maybe two. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, so, for example, Trippier has good EV for 22 and 23. But right. then, yeah, you need to... Well, in this plan, it also keeps Trippier for the Liverpool game in the lineup. <laughs> but then yeah. benches him for the Manchester City game, so... Yeah, and also the Brighton game. Yeah, which is probably a blank. Oh, yeah. that's a blank. Yeah, zero EV and it's yeah. all worth yeah. it. So yeah. Okay, all right. Okay, yeah, so double game week 22 ahead of us. The Solver takes three United players, Shaw, mm. Bruno, Rashford. And it takes one player from Leeds, Rodrigo, who is also doubling. Mm-hmm. And then game week 23, it's double for City and for Arsenal. And talking about Arsenal, quite some people are, or quite some managers are considering who the third Arsenal player should be in their team. Uh, if you don't have three of them already. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, I think it's the same question for Man City. A lot of us have two, if not three. Uh, and we all want to have three for the double game week 23. Uh, so we had a question about that from FPL White Walker and also from FPL Gerald. Who are the best three players to get, both from Arsenal and City? What is the data telling us, Sir Top? So in terms of expected value, the best player to own is Saka, 36 EV over, uh, how many, six game week, let me see, let me refresh this part, I will repeat this. Mm-hmm. So Saka gives uh, 53 EV over nine game weeks, so, okay. and that's just quite high in terms of uh, EV. And then the second best player we have in this list is Odegaard. Okay. So Saka and Odegaard are, based on Reviews model, are best two players to own from Arsenal. And Nikita is also good, but the problem is, I mean, his EV is pretty good, especially for the double uh, in Game Week 23. His EV is higher than Odegaard, actually. And also for this Game Week, it's higher. But then after game week 26, his minutes are not wow. certain because right. we expect Jesus to come back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so when he's back, yeah, Nikita's uh, minutes are a risk. And yes. So And then the best third player then becomes Gabriel because he's so okay. cheap, but he provides lots of EV for the, around for the EV, almost for the yeah. win over nine yeah. game weeks. Yeah. So yeah, my, my three would be Saka, Odegaard, and Gabriel. 
But All Martinelli right. is also not a bad pick if you still yeah. have Martinelli. But... I just wanted to ask, I think many of us still own Martinelli because we have quite some value in, in him, especially if you owned him since the start. Mm-hmm. So often the the question is, does it make sense to move sideways, like from Martinelli to Odegaard or maybe Martinelli to Saka? Is that something uh, you would recommend at, at the moment? Uh, yeah, it's tough to answer because Martinelli and Odegaard has only 0.2 difference in price and yeah. their EV is also close. Odegaard only okay. has three more EV over nine game week period. Yeah. And so I don't know. It's it's probably doesn't worth it unless no. you have no other options. And um, one of the solutions I have for my team was saying that sell Martinelli for Bruno, and then the next game no. week sell Bruno and get Odegaard, so that it provides right. a you know smooth transition for me from Martinelli yeah. to Odegaard. Yeah. But I don't you know. Need... I m- might skip that one. Though. You need some money in the bank to do that. Yeah, I have money. Yeah. But to to pull this off, I need to sell uh, Martial, and oh yeah, it means I need to spend two two transfers. Two transfers, yeah. Okay, hey, and do you see already any impact from Trossard joining Arsenal? Does, do you see any reduced minutes for anyone, especially Martinelli? Oh, I haven't checked it. I mean, Trossard's mm-hmm. minutes are. Let me check very quickly, but his expected yeah. minutes are around thirty minutes. All right. For most games, oh yeah, yeah, you're right. Martinelli's minutes are on seventy, and then yeah, drops slightly in future yeah. game weeks. So that's that's the concern for you in terms of yeah. And I Martinelli. think in general, that's the concern. I think for many people who own Martinelli with Trossard now in the team, you know, that's a risk for minutes. Um, they bought Trossard for a reason, mm-hmm. I guess. Or not, I guess. I mean, uh, we can, we can be sure of it. <laughs> they paid a lot of money for him. <laughs> On the other hand, you know, Arsenal have been really successful. They're the leading uh, the league. Uh, Martinelli has been great for them. So yeah, it's maybe strange to uh, to 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 replace him. But yeah, yeah. thing is, you know, for these big teams, they have a lot of games to play. So. Uh, the, the the trainers, the coaches, or the managers, I should say, they just need uh, they they just need extra players also uh, to cover any injuries yeah. and to to stay in the race. But it also means that there is a risk for reduced minutes, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, uh, that covered Arsenal. Let's move to City. Oh, City is so difficult, man. So <laughs> best City players are obviously Holland first. Yes. And yeah. then, in terms of best uh, points per million, mm-hmm. I think Ederson is the second best. And people will bring their pitchforks right away when I say Ederson, a premium goalkeeper. I mean, he is somewhat popular in analytic circles, as far as I can see, but not so yeah. popular in you know in general. Right. And so. Well, and, and I'm hoping that City will eventually keep a clean sheet well, at <laughs> one point. I mean, they should, right? Yeah. Um, so the problem with City's assets, as usual, is the minutes. We don't know <laughs> which players will play. But no. Mahrez has great points per million in market odds model. Yeah. And on the other hand, KDB has the highest EV after Holland in City. Okay. And I think it might be a great short-term pick. Yeah, 
but if you are trying to find which city players to buy, I will probably ask again. I also tagged them in the tweet, but I, I will ask yeah. Luke. It is FF Scott underscore Luke on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I trust his judgment on uh, who will play and who will not. Yeah. Yeah, and with Cancelo now away, uh, it uh, you know it probably increases the the likely minutes for for players like Ake or also uh, Rico Lewis. Yeah. Uh, so mm-hmm. so that could be attractive. I mean, what I'm thinking actually, because I I have KDB now, I will move him out for Bruno, but I think after that I will not take KDB back, but instead I will probably go for Ake in defense. Oh, you will? Okay. That's I think good. so. I mean, yeah, also because I, I have Ake, so it's good for me to hear this. Uh, saying also because he's Dutch, and I always like to have at least one Dutch player in my team. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> that makes sense. So, that shouldn't be uh, the most important <laughs> thing. But no, you know, he, he's, he's, he's looking good in defense. And also, uh, Guardiola is, is, is talking highly about him. So, yeah. Could be. Could be, yep. uh, but yeah, as you said, I mean, even they have good defenders, they're not keeping too many clean sheets, at, at least not at the level what we would be expecting from them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, still something to think about next week. All right, um, I think we covered the most pressing questions around mm-hmm. popular players for Double Game Week 22 and 23. We also received again a few general questions about chip strategies. And it's nice to see those coming in, as it means it's a busy season ahead of us, in which many of us managers are considering to use our chips, mm-hmm. which then again means we can expect some interesting FPL weeks coming up. Uh, as we said in the previous episode, it's, it's quite smart now to do some long-term planning, as all transfers are valuable. And a good example of that is Brighton. We briefly talked about it already. They are in form. They have quite some appealing fixtures for the the next couple of game weeks. But also, they will likely have at least one blank, maybe two. And Eric Ness Onstad was asking how we should um, consider this for a popular player like Mitoma with this potential blank in mind. So how do you look at that, Sir Top? So... We kind of value transfers around 1.5 EV, depending yeah. on which, which which stage you are going through, actually. It might work more, it might work less, but roughly 1.5. And also considering the, the blank they will have, I assume that most solvers wouldn't like this move in general, mm-hmm. like buying Mitoma. And mm-hmm. unless you have a plan to handle like if you can afford to bench him for the blank or maybe yeah. swapping him later for another player yeah. um but i'm saying this but he's already transferred by lots of people yeah uh, let me check the latest figure 385,000 people yeah so so there might be some merit to it i'm not sure i noticed that in market odds ev He's higher, uh, like his EV is higher uh, than Review's uh, premium model EV, which is yeah. also interesting. Yeah, but I think it could also be because those are, let's say, the casual managers who maybe don't know that they that Brighton can have a blank. 
because I think the blanks are not visible yet in the schedule, right? So. Oh, you think that's the reason? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I probably. mean, I hope. <laughs> Actually, no. Yeah. A lot of people don't know about the blanks. I think no. Uh, okay. So yeah, that's that's something to keep in mind. Mm-hmm. Quite but attractive. I mean, yeah, but Mitoma's EV is pretty, pretty good. Right. For a player at his price, I mean, five point one million. Yeah. And then yeah. his EV for next game week is five point zero nine, and then yeah. four point zero two for the following, four point seven for the Fulham game. Right. So right. and then he has the blank. So yeah. considering these, I mean, it's pretty solid. I mean, yeah. Really yeah, and if you can make a plan for the blank, as you said, there are still three good game weeks coming up for him. If you can yeah. sell him then after that, or you can bench him, then you know why not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Thanks for covering that. Um, so yeah, we did talk about a specific player, which we said we wouldn't do anymore, but that's that's fine, no problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was a good one to talk about. Um, so let's now go then to those chip strategies in general. And we had a question from FPL Football Metrics, who asked if it's better to use free hit in a blank or in a double game week. Well, this is also controversial because I feel like free hits can be used in a blank or double depending on how your team is. Most people intuitively think they are more useful to use in a double game week because, I mean, you are getting, well, doubles so that you are getting more chance of scoring a really high point compared to other people. But the Mm -hmm. same thing applies to blank game week too because if so many people are having less than 11 players to play, you're instantly getting that, you know, two points at least for the players that you are fielding. Uh. I used my free hit last season in a blank game week and I had a really good score and then it improved my rank very significantly. So I might be biased in this, but... I mean, I'm open to both ideas, like using free hit for either for a blank or a double game week. Um, But yeah, I mean, double game weeks are generally more popular in the analytics circle. And for this season, uh, I was just trying to, you know, follow what uh, uh, people are talking in the analytics Discord server we have. And seems like the consensus is using free hit in game week 29. I think that's right. what most people are planning to do. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and that was actually the next question we received from FBL Claret. Um, he was asking if the solver is recommending to use the free hit in blank game week 29, as we can expect that to be quite a big blank game week. Sorry, blank game week. <laughs> Difficult one, right? Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I also answered here, but the most analytics people think free hit twenty nine is a good option. Right. Uh, the value of free hit is twenty points. If the value you gain from free hit, like using free hit, is above twenty points, yeah. and so one thing to that you need to be careful here is when I say this, people are all usually checking their team EV. Yeah. And then their team EV with free hit. And then they are just trying to compare only those two. But mm-hmm. I'm not talking about only that difference. Because if you don't use your free hit, you need to make some transfers. Like suppose it's a blank game week, you need to sell right. some players. And then yeah. you won't be probably easily buy them back the following yeah. week. 
So Freehit is providing you an option to change your lineup and team completely. Mm-hmm. So the total impact should be higher than 20 points. If it is 20, more right. than 20 points, I think it's good. Either it's a blank or double. Okay. That's what I think. Yeah. All right. Great. That covered the free hit. Um, most of us also still have our second wild card. And Peter Carroll was asking which scenario you are currently using in your solvers or what the solver is recommending you to do. For example, would playing the wild card in game week 28 or 29 be a good idea? 28 might not be the best because no. of the blank, but so the main split will be between 29 and 23, 24 yeah. ish. I think most people, uh, again, in analytics discord is leaning towards free hit 29, wildcard 33, and then bench boost 34. And the reason is, I think 34 will be the biggest double game week we will have. Right. So it is much easier to have like almost a full squad and everyone having double, um, doubles that game week. Yeah. So. Then while we, while I'm solving those, since we really don't know which the how the blanks will be and then how the doubles will be, and also yeah. in the reviews model uh, we don't see so far ahead, and so the the Peter was asking me if I'm solving on like as if I'm going to dead uh, dead end in twenty nine, right. but currently I assume that I won't even use wildcard in twenty nine. Right. And I'm solving that way because DK is already taking care of the, you know, kind of the impact I want for those game weeks. Uh, my transfers on that game week doesn't really affect my transfers right now. So I feel okay, like solving for a full horizon. But this, yeah. this, this question reminded me that maybe I should also consider the EV difference between like solving for the full term. And uh-huh. also solving for, like, assuming that I will wildcard in 29. Right. The problem yeah. is, well, you don't really see the EV after the horizon. So wildcarding in 29 mm. means that I will bleed some EV until the end of the season. So it's kind of like a, there's a trade-off. Mm. Since I, my team is in a good shape, I don't think I need the wildcard that early. So most probably yeah. I will delay it. Okay. And I think you mentioned wildcard 23 or 24. I think you meant 33, 34, right? Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, 33, yeah. 34, yeah I'm not yes. sure if I heard it correctly, but if you no, did, no, no. Then, you know, <laughs> people, this was a correction. Yeah. Don't wildcard in 23 or 24. <laughs> Wait a bit longer. <laughs> and, All right. And if you do wildcard in 23 or 24, and get lots of points, I will take credit for that. Oh, yeah. Then you will. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's good. <laughs> All right. Um, I think that actually sums it up for today, right, Sertab? Yeah. Thank you very much, Buzz, for uh, okay. preparing the, the episode. No problem. Thank you, too. I enjoyed it again. So, yeah, there are some big decisions still to be made during the next couple of days. Uh, and, again, keep in mind that the deadline this week is on Friday night as Chelsea will host Fulham that evening. Mm-hmm. Good luck, everyone, with making those decisions, and we hope your arrows will be green. We'll be back with another episode next week as we will face another double game week then, namely double game week 23. 
You can subscribe to our podcast so you will know when the next episode is out. And while you're there, it would be great if you could leave a review too. You can find us on Twitter. For Surtop, it's at SurtopBilal. And for me, it's at BelfiBB. Thanks, everyone, for listening. And talk to you next time. Bye-bye.